0: Raw news unapologetic no tissue Catch the, wave, the flow for certain put you in like a Pittsburgh current Free from the nothing less than. no flexing, aim for... good morning everyone and welcome to the Pittsburgh Current podcast I am your host Pittsburgh current editor and publisher Charlie Deach. Uh, the new issue of the Pittsburgh Current is out and on the cover of that issue I'm sorry the digital issue is out um, on the cover of that issue is our guest today Dave Bracy. A stand-up comedian, co-founder of the Pittsburgh Drinking Partners podcast, and co-founder of Fresh Fest, the nation's first black beer festival. This year, though, because of the, because coronavirus is an asshole, Fresh Fest will have a different look taking its show online. Hey Dave, welcome to the show. Oh, hola.
1: you for having me, man.
0: Good to see you. Um, so uh how have you been uh, living through the uh, the quarantine? How's that been for you? <laughs>
1: Um, it's been everything. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it it was, it it was scary. Uh, It's been exhilarating. It's been saddening. It's been, you know, a lot of, a lot of wins, a lot of fails. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's everything you can, you can experience in a a dumpster fire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You, um, so, have, has everybody stayed healthy in your household? Is everybody?
1: Uh... Yeah, we're all, we're all safe and healthy. So, I mean, at least at least we have that going. I mean, that's the most important thing out here. You know yeah, I mean? like everybody.
0: I like guess weird
1: because like I grew up, um, I grew up in poverty, and, and the majority of my life I, I'm still in poverty. Like I said, I grew up in poverty. <laughs> and I never, never, never. Um, <laughs> you know, so whenever you live a life of like instability and kind of like not really knowing when the next. Check comes like whenever the rest of the world starts to go into chaos, it kind of feels like, huh. Hmm. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it it's it's for me. It's I mean, to be honest, like it's been wild. But like, I mean, I can't remember a year that hasn't been. And I remember, you know, in 2015, we were like, oh my god, I, sh- I can't believe 2015 happened. Like, I can't wait till 2016, man. <laughs> and every year has gotten progressively worse since
0: then. Yeah. So,
1: um, if I'm learning anything, it's to cherish 2020 because 2021 is probably going to be. Uh, you know, even even worse. So. <laughs> Apocalyptic
0: type shit, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, enjoy it while we're in it.
0: So uh, obviously, it's uh the pandemic. Uh, the coronavirus has kind of screwed up a lot of things for a lot of people this year. But Fresh Fest, um, obviously, was um, something that had been in the work since the second Fresh Fest. So, at what point did you realize you were going to have to find a different way to to move through?
1: Um. So. I mean, I want to say it was the CDC or the WHO, um, but really it was uh, after our our last in-person meeting in March um, when we found out that uh, Tom Hanks had to run and the NBA had canceled. um, At that point, we were like, ah, (laughs) we should probably not see each other again for a while. (laughs) Um, So that was our last in-person meeting, um, and we kind of struggled for a couple of months because we were in this like limbo of is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Like all this science was coming out we're trying to like stay up to date with it. Like, is it a contact disease? Is it a, you know, is it a, is it an airborne thing? You know, will the, will the, will the summertime air kill it? You know, can we put up plastic? Like, you know, at the event, like, you know, it was all kind of, all kind of shit. And, um, it was around, you know, it was around like late April when we we decided like, you know, we weren't going to be able to do this. Um, and we were, you know, we had we had typed up a you know, letter and let all of our folks know that it wasn't going to happen. And then, uh, I don't know, just watching watching a lot of DJs on IG and, uh, you know, getting a lot of feedback from the community saying, like, you know, they needed something, uh, you know, this year positive to look forward to or whatever. Uh, it was around, you know, mid mid May is when we decided to
0: um, go digital. And, um, is that so, so when you decide that, I mean, obviously the first thing you have <laughs> that you realize is, you know, people aren't going to be able to, well, people can drink, but not <laughs> of the, uh, the, you know, at the festival and so forth was, um, so what kind of mindset did you go into? Did you go into, I guess, like a more of a programmatic mindset, entertainment mindset? Um,
1: so, I mean, first and foremost, it was like, all right, you know, we didn't, we have a brand, uh, you know, drinking partners. Uh, you know fresh fest there's a brand of certain level of quality that uh you know we're known for or whatever so we didn't want to we didn't want to go in and just do a bunch of you know Skype calls all day uh, we didn't want to do a handheld phone fest right uh, you know we didn't want uh we didn't want to you know have a bunch of people scattered across the country having difficulties trying to figure out how to work their audio um plugging into the thing so you know the first part was you know can we offer you know the elements of Fresh Fest digitally at a high quality um, because Fresh Fest is so much more than just the beer. Um, first and foremost, Fresh Fest is you know the celebration of Black culture and you know the uh, you know uplifting of Black culture through the beer industry. So uh, we wanted to make sure that we could you know get some folks in like you know like a Garrett Oliver and a Cole Beckham. Um, you know, and, and maybe even get some artists, uh, you know, performing and whatnot and, and, put, and put that out of a high quality. So we have hit up um, work hard, and luckily, you know, they're a sponsor um, of the festival. And we said, hey, are we able to, you know, are we able to do this? You know what I mean? Like affordably, um, you know, because basically we're, we're TV producers at this point. So, right. you know, it was like, can we affordably do this? And, you know, they came back with some numbers and was like, yeah. Um, so that was the first part, was uh, making sure that we could get the, the quality um, you know, behind it, the tech behind it. Uh, second was the beer. Um, and we reached out to breweries to see if they were still able to brew um, beer in a short period of time. We didn't really want to change the date uh, for the festival. Um, you know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen the week after that or the week after right. Yeah, it's 2020. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, so uh, we wanted to, you know, but it was a short period of time. I mean, six weeks, eight weeks to brew a beer isn't a long time. We right. talk about collaborating across the country and whatnot. Um, so, uh, and, and I know that the breweries were hit really hard uh, with the pandemic. And, um, you know, like they had just got done doing the all, all together beer to support uh, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 social service industry, uh, mm-hmm. they just got done brewing the Black is Beautiful beer, you know, so, like, they had done a couple of collaborations, plus this pandemic, we didn't know, um, but luckily, you know, we had their support, we reached out to, um, the local breweries, we reached out to the national breweries, the black breweries, and they were down, um, and once we had those two elements, we were able to kind of start working, uh, we also, you know, shout out to Farm the Table. A shout out to PH Experiment uh, because they gave us financial backing from the, from the gate uh, when when most of our other sponsors were like, ah, we'll see you next year. Yeah. They were like, we don't care what you're doing. If you're doing something here, uh, You know, we trust that it's going to be worthwhile and, and, and go for it. So um, those three elements were the first to kind of like, like, all right, we have something to work with. And then we uh, introduced it to the community
0: and it's uh the end result is going to be fresh fest digi fest uh and you can go to fresh fest digifest.com um to get your tickets and you guys you're keeping it affordable ten dollars uh for the for, for the for the for the entire for the entire production and uh there's an app right you guys had an, your own app developed also right
1: yeah so work hard uh we were going to have an app developed for the festival this year in person mm-hmm. um you know it was going to have
0: maps and
1: you know shuttle trackers and all these like crazy things uh on it uh so you know when we when we talked about the digifest we just repurposed a lot of what it was capable of doing for a digital uh format so right i uh, work hard uh, shout out to work hard again at academy pittsburgh um, for developing that app because uh it's not cheap um uh, and you know it, it uh it's it's very helpful to make sense of this festival and you know the 10 bucks was you know like you said it was it was a way to you know make it affordable it's digital content it's new um you know so people you know people will take a chance with 10 bucks you know what I mean? right um you know and we also again we wanted to make it a price that that most people could kind of get into and uh we can kind of cover cover our costs like i said i mean it was um it's sponsorships i mean this this festival isn't making any money like you know, right. at all uh so uh we have but but again, we have sponsorships to cover the cost to make sure that everybody's paid. So, you know, we are able to offer that uh, low ticket price and hopefully in the future we can continue to do that um, as we, you know, move back into in-person events. We'll be able to still offer a digital component uh, at a cheaper cost, uh, you know, because not everybody can afford to, to make it to Pittsburgh uh, to, to experience FreshFest or wherever we take it, you know, in the future. But we still want to offer the, that education, um, that inside look into the industry um, for folks that you know typically aren't able to to, to do that.
0: Give me a little uh, overview of uh, of the programming. What can people expect? And is this all going to be contained in the app? Is that so? I download the app and my entire festivals in the app, or
1: no? So the app is a guide. The app will okay. have um, you know it'll have uh, a black and brewery directory, schedule of events. Um, it'll have all of our collabs in there when they can be when they're going to be released, how you can get those. Uh, tickets. It'll also have um, information, say on like you know the new Sunrise Small Business Workshop that mm-hmm. we're going on uh, this Saturday, um, and you know a list of uh, artists and speakers that are going to be a part of the festival. Um, and this festival, so the ten bucks gets you access to uh, six six uh, YouTube streams. So you know that like when you buy a ticket, you'll get a link in your email, and that link will take you to you know this you know, uh, this browser that has all of these links on it, so you can watch it from any device that has, you know, a gotcha. browser or any kind of, you know, link to any kind of YouTube, smart TVs or whatever. Um, and, you know, like, uh, so throughout the day we have from 12 to 3, we're going to have mostly you know, symposiums, uh, you know, uh, speakers, uh, kind of like giving that insight and talking about things, you know, brew related and, you know, black-related. Um, you know, again, the the purpose of the festival is not just to create more black drinkers, it's to create more opportunity within an industry that we have less than one percent representation in. Right. And in order to do that, we need to talk to the folks that are in the industry and learn from them. Um, you know, so we have, like I said, we have like a Jade Nicole Beckham who um, is, you know, uh, you know, starting Crafted by, Craft uh, by EDU. Um, and is also, uh, you know, the diversity ambassador for the Brewers Association, uh, we have Garrett Oliver, who is a uh, legend in the in the beer industry, and happens to be a black guy. Uh, we have Paul Jones and Stacy Aya over in England uh, at Cloudwater and Rock Leopard uh, Brewing, uh, because we want to know, you know, what's the beer industry like, you know, across the pond, right. and how they're facing, you know, uh, racial issues, you know, in mm-hmm. Europe. So uh, that twelve to three is a lot of symposiums, a lot of information, a lot of education. Uh, from three to nine uh, is when we get into more of the entertainment side. So we have. Uh, four stages out in, um, in Allentown, uh, we have it staffed with uh, three to five people and we have no more than 10 people in any act um, performing at a time, six feet apart. Everybody, you know, masked up as much as we can um, so that, you know, there's no more than 15 people on site at any venue, uh, well below the 25 that's, uh, that's allowed. Uh, and, you know, we're able to uh, stream those uh, live from Allentown. Uh, from three to nine we have djs paired up with artists who are going to be you know djs mixing and doing the whole mm-hmm. thing while you know live artists are going to be painting visually you know uh, art so you get to watch a, a, a work of art happening while you're jamming to some tunes um and then we also have a couple of stages for you know bands and rappers and live acts you know there as well uh we also have a live brewing day going on at Abjuration with um uh gabby the anti-socialite she's going to be hosting and making a collaboration beer because gabby doesn't like beer um and point, right. one of the things about the festival is we we go to black women and we go well okay you know people haven't asked you don't like beer because people haven't asked you what you like to drink and, right. and built a beer for you so that's what we like to do here with the fresh fest and that's what's going to be happening you'll get to see that live uh we had her down at adoration uh, a week or so ago and she got to try a couple of uh a couple of the um, different beers and there was like a, you know, white chocolate raspberry beer, you know, there was a, you know, uh, uh, like a grape Welch's juice beer. It was like, you know, she was like, Oh, I didn't know beer could taste like that. And that's the, the beauty of it. Uh, So there'll be live brewing uh, as well as some, uh, some pre-recorded content and some, uh, some panel discussions there. And then we have a cooking channel uh, where we will have uh, four different segments plus live segments, plus some pre-recorded content. With chefs cooking with beer, uh, we have Jackie Page working with Amos Mead on a um, stripping grits uh, mead pairing. Uh, we have Burgers Brewing coming down with uh, with, with C.B. Perry uh, to do some burgers. Uh, we have Mixologist with uh, Cecil Usher, and we have Jewel the Baker that's going to be making you know liquor cakes. Um, you know, a bunch of you know taking uh, icing and breweries you know, yeah. and, and making them into icing and putting them into cakes and all that. So. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of entertainment, fifty-four hours of it, um, to, to be exact, and um, it's a mix of all of those things that you, you would you expect to see at Fresh Fest. Only um, it's digital, uh, it's to your door, and without the Corona.
0: <laughs> yeah, the beer or the virus, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, talk a little bit about day since you guys started this. This is the, like I said, this is the third. How have you seen locally? Have you seen much of a change in terms of? Um, uh, the the industry and sort of the product sort of opening up toward the black consumer and, and or even the black business owner, um, have you seen any changes locally, even small changes?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like it, it, it was it was slow um, you know but like I uh, Zach uh, hit me up and was you know Zach shoemaker but Shoebrew He's like man we get like you know two or three black folks coming in here a day. He was like you know like you know three, four years ago, it was two or three black people a year, uh, right. that would come in, you know, and, you know, he was like, you know, I, I attribute that to a lot of the work that's being done by, you know, with Fresh Fest and whatnot, you know, like when you, you know, and we try to, we try to teach, you know, like the, the industry in, in, in general and say, Hey, if you, if you make efforts to, to, to let people know that they're welcoming your establishment and people will come to your establishment, but it has to be something that you work on. It has to be active. It has to be right. intentional. So, You know, a lot of a lot of the brewers are, you know, very aware that there is an issue, and they are taking steps, you know, towards you know trying to solve that in the ways that they can. You know, I'm you know I'm in constant communication with folks. They're always asking, hey, you know, is this something that you know should you know we should move forward with? Do you think this might be a little insensitive? Do you think you know? And it's that's that's an important thing. Anytime you're you're trying to create change, is to talk to people. You know, like. Uh, we, we try to build a festival for black women. So we go and talk to black women, right. uh, you know, and we get, we get, we hear, we listen to what they're, you know, what they say, what they, what they want, how they, you know, uh, how they, how they see the world. Uh, and, and we move accordingly. Uh, so, um, you know, like, uh, uh, Mackenzie Harris, um, started brewing, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, partially due to the Fresh Fest. Now he has a job up in a Buffalo, working at a brewery up there and he's going to be um working on a collab with hot farm um you know for the festival this year and and that's huge because i didn't know many black people that brew here in pittsburgh. and now i know uh black you know the black guy brewing uh you know here in pittsburgh after after a couple of years uh of the festival uh you know we have a lot of people that are looking you know a lot of people reaching out saying hey you know like I'm, I'm a, I am do this, you know, I'm an artist or, you know, I'm an accountant or I'm a teacher. Right. Like, how can I, how can I transition into the beer industry? What, you know, what are some opportunities, you know, therein, um, you know, a lot of artists, you know, trying to figure out ways that they can partner with the, with the beer industry. So, I mean, there's, uh, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of awareness. There's a lot of talk, understanding here locally that there's an issue and it's even extended beyond the festival. Um, you know, talking about black issues—it's it, it, not a—it's it, not a vacuum um, here in, in in the beer industry. There's not many industries that are dominated by wealthy black people, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, so when you start to raise awareness um, in one place, it's hard to to not you know start talking about the general. you know, the, the atmosphere, and we don't shy away from the, the issues here in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, outside of the beer industry, so. Um, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to, um, work with a lot of different organizations and entities, um, you know, to that, that are, that are looking to do better, um, here in this region. And, you know, I try to offer as much as I can. I don't, I'm not able to offer much, but I am able to offer a lot of connections and a lot of people, um, who are much smarter than I am, um, you know, in these areas. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen some, some, some changes. It's, it's slow growth, um, but it is, it is some growth
0: um so this year obviously there's a different um there's a different tenor to things everything we're doing in life right now um with the um uh the the protests surrounding um that kind of was was ignited with the death of george floyd um and the uh the black lives matters protests that have gone on how has that what kind of what kind of either f- feel or, or how has it sort of affected what you're doing this year is it affecting it any different I mean because your your goal is always again to promote black culture and to, and to um, just black lives in general so how does it
1: so I mean it, um, it it's different in the sense that that people like there's more awareness outside of you know what I mean like people people that typically wouldn't have reached out Um, Are reaching out. People who were on the fence are now kind of like saying, you know what? Yeah, this is this is this is really something. Um, So you know, like our our uh, you know our ability to I don't know reach certain people has expanded a little bit. I mean, in that, uh, but I mean, for us, like it's like nothing really has changed. The mission is is still the same. We've been doing like like. like nothing has really changed for Black people since right. George Floyd, right? You know what I mean, like you know, we've been living in George, I mean, we've been living in George Floyd's America our entire lives. Uh, you know, we've seen it. The only thing that's different for us is that you know, there's more cameras around uh, to capture that, uh, that, that that allows us to tell our story, um, you know, a bit more unbiasedly. Uh, you know, you get to see that film, and it's like it, it was it was nine minutes. You know, so like that was one of the few instances. You know, and then Elijah McClain, right afterwards. Um, you know, like reading his last words. Like, you know, I, like I cried. Like, you know, reading that. I don't cry often. You know what I mean? Like, and and you know, I talked to a lot of people that were like, you know, that was it was a breaking point. And you know, when you're in social services, when you're when you're trying to enact change, um, you know, these moments will come up. Um, you know, and when these moments come up. It's our job to try to like capture that and, and, and get as much from that as, and, and make as many many changes as we can with that kind of like um, that 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 increased attention, right? Because the issues aren't new; it's just the attention that's new. It's the 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 you know people reaching out and saying, "Hey, how can I do this?" Because I know that six months from now, people aren't going to be talking about George Floyd anymore. Right. I mean, people like the, the new cycle is going to change. Like, it's going to be a different dumpster fire. Like, it's going to be something else. So, you know, it's our job to kind of like capture as much as we can, knowing that it's going to probably cool off at some point. But that's cool because we're going to continue to put in the work, you know, so that the next time somebody, you know, that dies needlessly or the next time the you know, national attention turns towards black lives, we are still here and the work is still here so that, you know, we can we can again push and and move forward you know same thing with the pandemic right like it's one of those things where if we don't take this opportunity to make some real change if we go back to normal then we fail and you know it's not that it's not that you know the folks at the bottom have uh are are new to poverty it's just that you know there's some folks that are able to make some change that are newly aware um to the ills of poverty and this the shitty uh system that we live in so that's our opportunity to kind of tag those people and say, hey, 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 do something about it. I mean, don't just sit there on your hands.
0: Right. What is, and this is something I've thought about a lot. And, it, and it, at times it's sort of, it's, it's. I mean, at some point you're just kind of like, well, I'm, look, I'm glad people are taking notice now. But one thing that I've thought about and one thing that's that's really like pissed me off when I go back and think about it, you know, is is what was it about, you know, what was it about, this moment that people now like, Oh my God, look what's going on. But, but, you know, Eric Garner, Freddie Gray, Tamir Rice, where were, uh, uh, Leon Ford, or I'm sorry, Leon Ford. Um, uh, you know, uh, well, even the shooting mm-hmm. of Leon Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what was it about that? Or what was it about this that, that people are just now sort of opening, um, I don't know, opening or I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is, yeah. is it because of the scope of it or Yeah, I mean I think that I think
1: that it was, you know, I think that it was a it was a it was a perfect storm of shit, right? So you have this pandemic that came down. Yeah. Um and, and the reason why racism is still a the reason why racism is so prevalent in our politics and in our America is because the, the you know the GOP and the people in power are really, really good at telling white people that we're the enemy and that if they vote away all their, their rights and protections or whatever, then they'll be saved. So Reagan came in in the 80s and was like, yo, like, fuck social services, like, these welfare moms, right? You know, like, you, welfare isn't a thing that we need. Um, deregulate industry, because if you work hard, then, you know, you'll get you'll get rich. So deregulate the industry. You know, don't worry about uh, wages, because, you know, you're going to work hard and you're going to get it, and these corporations are going to give it to you. So, like, you know, you have decades of, you know, and then, and then, you know, you had three years, you had three presidencies, you had three terms of Reagan. Like, Bush was Third Reagan term, right? So that changed the, right. Democrats, the Democrats started being having to play catch up in the nineties, and, and and that's when they became law and order Democrats. You know I mean, like you look at um, Bill Clinton, he came in, he won on getting tough on crime. You know I mean Biden, you know, like those Democrats are like, yeah, we're not here, you know, we're tough on crime too, we can win, you know. And that's what that's the reason why you know they came in. So you know, you have all of these rights you know that are being voted away. The crack of it, then came in, you know, tough on drugs or whatever. I you mean, know, again voting away more rights, voting away more protections or whatever. Nine eleven came in the town, you know, like, oh these 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 brown towelhead motherfuckers, yeah, you know, we gotta give you know, gotta uh you know, take away you know the uh, yeah. uh you know, take away more rights. So then this pandemic comes down and you see all of this shit. And people are like, so why don't we have why don't we have universal health care? Like, why why is it that, like, I mean, why don't, why why are the wages, why can't we, wait a second, we're the richest country on the planet, why are we getting more money to, 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 to to float by, like, what is, what's going on, and it's because of these 30 years, 30, 40 years of, of, like, you don't have social services because you voted the bitches away because you thought it was only for the welfare Right. like, the police are out here, like, tear gassing white people just like they're tear gassing black people. Because you know what I mean, like, we, for, for years we treated cops like they were above, the, like they were above the law because they were they were protecting white people from the terrible black people. So we, we treated them like gods. Like you know I mean, you know, we we, we, we let go like voting. You know what I mean, like, what the fuck is voting? Like when when um, what was it? Was it Wisconsin that like threw out the ballots because they they, they were mailed in late, and the Supreme right. Court upheld that shit. Like it was, you know, well, what do you expect whenever you put in a fucking megalomaniac that, like, lost the popular vote and is now putting in a judicial system that's going to keep it, you know, right-wing and very you know, centralized power for the next 40 years. So, like, I think that the pandemic of to, like, you know, everybody was out protesting. The people who were, like, don't protest, they were out protesting in masks and shit, yeah, man, like, you know, in these funny-ass, like, you know, founders' masks and all these you know weird shit. Right. And you start to see America as a whole start to be, like, maybe this isn't all on the up. Maybe the government doesn't have our best interest. Maybe these corporations don't. Why is it that all these rich folks are getting these stipends and everything, all these PPP loans and you know like all of the things that were supposed to be meant for us? Why is it that we're we're not experiencing this pandemic, you know, uh, uh, equally? You know what I mean, and this was white folks. Right, white folks have never like black folks have been experiencing the pandemic of white people for fucking in our entire yeah, I mean, existence right. here in, in America. Mm-hmm. But like for the you know for for the first time in a long time white people were like I don't get it I don't understand why the, the, the system isn't working for me and that's because the system was never meant to work for poor white people it was meant to work, work for rich people and if you happen to be white you got a little bit more of a leg up but ultimately you know we're all we're all shadowed and then when you see something like a George floyd happen that is unequivocally you don't have the the uh, oh well I need to see more videos You you know, like that's for the first. and and talking to a lot of white folks a lot like, you know, they were saying, you know, in their circles, it was the first time that people didn't have any of the other excuses that they typically had. Like, oh, maybe if they just, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 just did, you know, obey orders or, you know, maybe he was acting, you know, inappropriately beforehand or any of the other excuses. It was nine minutes of a man on the ground being slowly choked to death. There's nothing more that you need. There was no point in that nine minutes where he was a threat to anyone in any way, shape, or form. He was pleading for his life. People were pleading for his life, and 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 and, and it was it was ruthless, and it was and, and it was there was just no excuse whatsoever. Right. Um, and the only thing that people could really say at that point was, "Oh, well, I don't appreciate the way that you're protesting," but nobody could really say that that death was 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 lawful or you know, any of that so i think that 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 whole you know again it was and then these protests that that happened afterwards well of course you can you can have these sustained protests because everybody's out of work everybody's out of a job you know what i mean like it's easy like it's hard to protest and, and demand change when you got to be to work at nine right you know what i mean like oh, but wow. when you're sitting at home not knowing when your next paycheck is going to come not knowing if your business is going to open back up it's a, you know you're a little angry and you're like Yo, okay well maybe it's fucking to demand some change, uh, so I think that that's really what it like. You know, you know, really what it was. It was it was a perfect storm of shit.
0: So, as 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 again, as as, as a black man, someone who's who, who's lived. I mean, like I said, this isn't this isn't new for you. You've you've lived you've lived this uh, your entire life. Does it does it make you though? If you if you think though, like it's sad that it took something this. And I understand it's completely—you're completely, completely right—but it's sad that it took something this obvious that you know that sort of turned people's eyes to say, "Oh, hey, there's something not right here," you know. But meanwhile, if if at any point in the last, you know, just let's say in the last twenty years, you know, with all of these cases, if somebody would have, you know, that that people would have reacted then, we probably could have avoided Antoine Rose. We probably could have avoided Eric Garner, and, and it's yeah. just—it's
1: maddening. You know? yeah. But I mean, but that, but the system is
0: the system because the system yeah.
1: works. You know what I mean? Like and it's like and that's the thing. Like you can't. You know, so like if you're gonna enact change, you know, if you're gonna enact change in society, you can't really be mad. Like it's hard. It's a juggling act, right? Because you can't be mad at some folks. You I mean willful ignorance really is a thing? But I mean, ultimately, a lot of these folks are are victims of a system, and they are victims, right? Like while they are. Experiencing a little, you know, maybe a little bit of a better life than I'm living, you know, they're still poor. They're still not they, like like the main the main uh, reason for bankruptcy in America is 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 uh, uh, you know, it healthcare. You know what I mean? Like healthcare costs. There's a there's there's a lot of poor white people out there who you know, like Lupe Fiasco, one of my favorite rappers. He has a line that says, you know, like you know, you know, he, he wants to burn a cross, but he can't afford the gasoline. You know what I mean, and it's and it encapsulates that, that racist, you know, clan member who's extremely upset at black people, but is also living in poverty. You know what I mean he wants to he wants to, you know, enact all of this anger and, and hatred upon the black community, but he can't even afford gasoline to burn the cross on their lawn. So his 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 anger is is very misdirected. Right. You know I mean, and it's misdirected because he's been told a lie his entire life. You know, from from the time that he came into his Hillbilly existence, he's been told that these these Negroes over here in the city, in these urban areas, areas over in Chicago are out here, you know, just living a jungle life, living a cool off of welfare, you know, out here, you know, raping his women, you know, in the in, in, in his, you know, hillbilly, you know, uh uh towns or whatever. And you know, he needs to he needs to vote for this Republican who is going to lower his taxes and be hard on those those jungle, those jungle Negroes. Right. Um, he doesn't know any better. You know what I mean, like and, and, and they're in a bubble and they keep them in the bubbles. They keep them in bubbles by, you know, yeah, they're lowering taxes, but they're also taking away all of the social services and all of the things that that, that person needs in order to get a leg up their education system is shit. You know, they're, they're uh, You know, when that company leaves that town, they all go into po- they, that whole town goes into poverty and they don't have any protections because they. They gave all of the tech, all the money to the to the corporations, and they voted away all their rights, you know, for the government. The Republicans are whole on, and who who and who are they told? Is there enemy? black people? So you know, and it's the same thing with black folks, man. I mean, we live in bubbles. We live in in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a society that you know, like we don't always know, like we. Are no attitude. And ways uh, of. Of of acting and thinking, like you know, like oftentimes society tells us that the only way to get out of poverty is to, to dribble a ball, you know, or to rap a lyric. So you know, like it takes us, it takes it takes somebody to come into these 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 areas, into these places, in these communities, and and listen and offer, you know, like an alternative. Um, and you you, it it's, it is it is frustrating. It's frustrating work. It's hard work. Um, it's it's not rewarding a, a lot of times um you know we are we are living we are living off of the hard work of our ancestors that never got to see freedom right like you know those people that fought for freedom a lot of those people died before seeing it and we got to see it because they believed in it and they fought knowing they may never see it so it's the same thing with us is that we have to go into these communities and yeah, we could be angry at the fact that you're not, you weren't born woke that, you know, somehow I became a little bit more aware before you became aware because, you know, that's really what it is. And I, I, like 10 years from now, I'm probably going to be looking at, you know, the the things that I'm saying and doing right now, kind of in disgust because, uh, you know, like I wasn't born woke and I still, there's still a lot of things that I don't know. Um, and hopefully 20 years from now, I'll still be learning, you know, some things, um, you know, so I can't I can't fault the people who aren't on, you know, at the same place that I'm at. Yeah. I just have to work with the people whenever they do come to a place where they are willing to to change, And whatever that is that gets them to that place that they're willing to change. Fine, let's go from there. You know? yeah.
0: and obviously. A programming like like Fresh Fest is something that, um, again, it sort of brings folks together and and over a commonality which is beer and uh, you know hopefully you begin to understand each other uh, a little better anyway at least where folks are coming from if not you know ready to start you know inviting folks into dinner so um, yeah but Dave Bracy you could go to FreshFestDigiFest.com Fest Digifest.com and uh, ten dollars tickets um, he's got you said fifty four hours of programming ready for folks. Um this weekend or August eighth. Um so Dave Bracey, thank you so much for joining me and um thank everybody you. check out Fresh Fest this week.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it,
0: sir. Absolutely. <laughs>